Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. And now here's your host, Michael Travers. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. Michael Travers with you again and joining me, Bill Travers. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Before we jump in to talk about the Patriots, Jets, and some of the winter uh, winter classic stuff for the Bruins coming up, uh, which will end up being tomorrow, for those listening on Monday. If not, it was on New Year's Day. Um, do you have any quick thoughts to lead us off? Yeah, just uh, we just uh, got through watching the late afternoon games here on Sunday. And a lot on the line, teams playing virtually for their lives to keep playing for the season. And... Um, some really exciting games that it came down to. And, and just looking at the AFC, I can see any one of the top five seeds in the AFC potentially making a run to the Super Bowl. There is no clear-cut favorite in the AFC. We'll talk about the playoffs. I I, 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 think, I think Kansas City is a clear-cut favorite. They've come down a notch from where they yeah, were well, earlier this season. Well, and, well, the, and their whole playoff history is shrouded with them losing games at home. So until, you, until they win a home game, I'm not convinced. When you lose your Pro Bowl caliber running back, yep, that'll they, that'll hurt. They've obviously. taken a step down since then. But I think that I think that Kansas City is the clear cut and, and having home field I think is is huge. And I know Andy Reid's a moron, but I wouldn't call them clear cut. They're the favorite okay, obviously. Fa- okay, that's, that's fair. They're the favorite. That's, but I wouldn't say fair, anyone is is a clear cut favorite. I'll tell you to one thing. Super Bowl. One thing, I, and I'm not even—I'm not a huge, huge, huge football fan. But watching the Cleveland Browns gets me excited, or, or as excited as I can get watching football, I guess, because that team's Baker Mayfield is, is the real deal. He is. He's. He is. He's he fun may not to be watch. the best player. He may not be the best quarterback in the league. He may never win an MVP or anything like that. But he is electric, and he is fun he is. to watch. He's got talent, and he's got it, and he's not afraid of the situation. Cleveland is finally showing strides of turning the corner and not being the uh, the the basement of the league after being the basement of the league for for a bunch of a bunch of years. But it, it was fun to watch the duel between him and Lamar Jackson. That's a in that game division that, that's game, the isn't it? Future of the league, right there. That's a divisional Absolutely. game, isn't it? So they're so gonna go at each other twice a year for the next ten years. That's awesome. If they both end up staying there. Awesome for the league. The other thing with so many, my quick thought with so many games on today. Basically everybody played. The only one we haven't been able to watch yet is is the the, the Indianapolis Tennessee game, which is because, another play for your life game because they're playing right now. Again, awesome for the for the NFL. But I just feel like watching these games today on Red Zone, getting bits and pieces, just how awful, truly awful the AFC East is. Those the teams in the in the AFC East suck, and it starts. With the New York Jets, which the Patriots played today, and that's where we're going to start today on our podcast, is discussing this game. Do you even have any takeaways from this game? Takeaways, sure. They. What, what is your number one thought, I guess, on the game? Well, it was nice to see, again, they played a bad team at home. So let's not get too excited about the results. But this week, more than last week, I thought... They executed very well in all phases of the game. They ran the ball well. They threw the ball well. This is the best that Brady has looked probably since before the Tennessee game, in my opinion. Um, Got everyone involved. What about the Miami game? Eh, He was good in the Miami game, too. He was, yeah, I'll give you that one. 
Um, Again at home. Uh, no, even the Miami game on the road, he looked. Oh, pretty I was good. talking about. I was talking about. No, the Miami. I was thinking the Miami game on the road. He actually looked pretty good in that one. Um, but they executed well last week. One thing I wanted to point out when we talked about the game was they had a bunch of penalties that killed them. They had three turnovers that could have hurt them, but they were playing a bad team. You you do that against a good team in the playoffs, you're not going to win that game, whether you're home or on the road. This week, no turnovers, minimal penalties, nothing that really cost them except one Gronkowski 30-yard reception that got brought back. So overall, their execution was better this week. That's about the only major takeaway that I can get. They look good against a bad team. None of that means anything to me because of who they played. No, that it team ha- that I prefaced is- that when I started. You play, you're playing a bad team, but at least, at least they didn't keep the Jets in the game. It wasn't one of these 14-14 going into the third quarter. You know, halfway through the third quarter, you need some late drives to win it. Jets weren't in that game right from the start, and granted. They didn't really try right from the start either. But the Patriots took the game. It was it was there for them to take and they took it. I just think that the Jets the Jets are are awful. That was my biggest takeaway. The game was boring. Um I could barely stay awake and there are probably certain parts of the game that I didn't even stay awake. But it, it was it wasn't it wasn't fun to watch. Um the Jets are just bad, and 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 I'm not gonna I'm sure I haven't gone on, on Twitter, but I'm sure there are people, you know. Jumping up and down because Tom Brady threw for four touchdown passes today. Just a week removed for him throwing for 126 yards against another bad team. But that team had a good defense at least. The As good as the Buffalo defense is, is as bad as the Jets defense was today. They had, I'm, I'm convinced that their entire secondary was just practice squad people that, pl- that played <laughs> for the whole season. Because they were awful. But at least Brady wasn't bailing out of throws. Awful. Granted, he wasn't getting a ton of pressure, but even when there was some pressure on him, he didn't get his happy feet and, and was ducking out of the way. He actually had some rollouts on a few plays, which I thought was interesting. We haven't seen a lot of that this year. The other thing that I that I that I the one positive that I took from this game was Brady got back to dispersing the ball. Absolutely. It felt like everybody yep. was getting involved. Right. It felt like that they were they were using plays that were designed specifically for players. You saw I counted three or four times where Brady would snap the ball and directly throw it to a receiver, whether it was Dorset, like a wide receiver screen, whether it was Dorset or Hogan or Edelman. Hogan had eleven targets today. So do you think that they were just showing people things like, like whoever they play after their buy? Are they just showing people things like, yeah, we still know this guy's in our offense. We're still we're 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 still going to use him in our offense. No, because I don't think you want to show an opponent anything. Why? I mean, yeah, you're giving them more to think about and more guys to cover. But if you can execute that play to say Hogan or James White or Edelman, why all of a sudden are you showing it? That makes no sense. So teams have to scheme for it, so they can't plan for one thing. That's that's the thought process in the NFL, where you show your opponent as much as you can, so that they have to game plan for that's, it. That's one thought process. That's that's that fair. Okay, fine. The other one is to hide it all until the end. But right. I mean, I, I I just I didn't I don't know if why today all of a sudden you look at these two games that they played poor opponents at home, and you look at Buffalo, they did nothing but pound the ball. They ran, they ran, they ran. They showed the league that they could run. 
today, it felt like it was not the exact opposite because you always have to run the ball, but it felt like today was more pass, more disper- like more dispersion of the ball across all of the receivers. I think it was seven or eight guys had catches. That's I don't think when when is the last time that that happened this season? No, it's been a while, and that's another positive sign was that Brady wasn't focusing on one guy. And I had a thought about this: Is this a leftover from Gordon being on the team, where Brady just seemed fixated on getting Gordon the ball, and now that Gordon's gone, we does that actually week. make them? Last week it was only a short time after it happened. So, is this? Is this a lingering effect of Gordon? Not an effect, but a bonus maybe of Gordon being gone that now that opens up the offense for two or three other guys where Brady's not fixating on getting the ball to Gordon. It could be. It could be. But uh, but then again, Brady being Brady should know he, he can't focus. He shouldn't focus but on gets, one receiver. He gets into those, especially he with falls Edelman. in love. He falls he in love with the receiver. That, that's all he's looking for. And I think the 11 targets to Hogan today probably was the best sign that he remembers that he's still on the team. And I think there was th- three straight completions to him on, on one drive in late in the third or early in the fourth quarter. I think it was Hogan that was at least two of those screen passes that, were, that, that I was talking about where. And I think whoever whoever the commentators were, I don't even remember, were uh, they were commenting how far back the, the D-backs or the safeties were playing. And Brady just sent the ball, would turn and throw the ball right to the sideline. And, and, and it would be Hogan standing there. He, and took, he took what the defense gave him. Right, that's which you haven't, for. which you haven't seen from him, right? Much, so that's why I'm not really like. And I think that goes back to your your thing about how they ran the ball last week. They will take what the defense gives them, what they think they can exploit, until the defense stops them. So they that's do why it every they just week. Ran the ball a million times last week, but it was working. I think so they stayed with it. I think part of it is that they were showing both sides and now whoever comes in has to plan for both look we can run look we can pass we can basically do anything that we want and i think it's all smoke and mirrors because i don't particularly think this team is that good and i think that they just played two very very bad teams at the end of the season although buffalo looked good today they put up a million points against miami right so well that's the other side of the coin is how well the patriots defense has been playing we're looking at just the offense yeah that's their true. defense has had a number of good games in a row now that's true. I think what well, is the Jets offense really like I just think, I just look at the Jets team as a whole and well, it just seemed like they they everybody knows that their coach isn't going to be back. Nobody takes them serious. They have a good young quarterback. And then what? And then not, what do they have? Not much. They have nothing. They 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 don't get any pressure. Nobody could cover in the secondary on their defense. They they have a they have one of their wide receivers is pretty good. Robbie Anderson, I believe. Is that the, is, am I talking mm-hmm. about the right guy, Robbie Anderson? He's pretty good. He was kept in check. He had two catches today. Three catches today, I'm sorry. Um, but he was targeted eight times. He was their, their main receiver. He's he's pretty good. But outside of that, I don't even think this team got off the bus. And I think that's what you saw today with a 38-point, in air quotes, explosion from the offense. No, one of those and, was a defensive and, touchdown. And, okay, so... I'm not good at math. You can tell me what that is. But that <laughs> 31, 31. 31 points, quote, air quote, explosion from the offense. I think it's just a product of, of the team that they, they played today. And Absolutely. Absolutely. But, again, you dominated that team. So you, you, but, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't a nail-biter like some of these other games have been against lesser opponents. Yeah. Uh, and, So-called and, and you're, lesser you, opponents. A lot of your losses were against lesser opponents. Right. Air quotes, lesser right. opponents. And – I, I just I just think that that 
I'm not. Let's put it this way: I'm not getting too uh, excited over a 38 to three win against the Jets in Week 17 when their coach is about to get fired and they have nothing to look forward to other than a good young quarterback. But you still have to execute. You still have to play. Like you have that. to do your. You, you have still to still have to do play. Your thing, they took right? care of business. Now they've got the first round by. They had uh, an injury today. McCourty um, had a head injury when it took concussion protocol. That's a little bit of a concern. I mean, one of the main things is, yeah, you wanted to win the game, but you also wanted to come out of it healthy. Let me ask you. I I, I don't think. I, oh no, our podcast actually definitely wasn't going when when they were you know playing the 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 Titans and the whoever the hell else they lost to all season with those crap games. Who's the one that they? It just happened. They, you, we couldn't believe that they lost. It just Miami. happened. The miracle oh, of Miami, Miami. which essentially cost you the number one. Number seed. one seed. That's that's what's going to be my question. All of these bad games that they didn't seem ready for, or that they got out. I mean, I'm not going to say the Jacksonville game was a bad loss because at the time, Jacksonville was supposed to be the cream of the crop of the of the AFC. Turns at, out at they least weren't. Defensively, turns out they weren't. Well, that was their Super Bowl, and they packed it in after that. So. I'm not going to put that one, but like the Tennessee loss, the, the loss to Detroit, the Detroit loss is a good one, and then the, the Miami loss. You win just one of those games, and you have the first round by. How crucial, or, or how much of a difference do you think it's going to make in, during this postseason that they don't have the number one seed? Well, it all depends on what Kansas City does. If Kansas City takes care of business and wins their game at home, then you have to go there for the AFC Championship game. If you win your game. Assuming everybody Assuming wins. you win your game. Do you think it's a determining... I guess my question is, do you think it'll be a determining factor? Should it get there? This is obviously, you know, we're talking three weeks out. I'm probably going to talk about it again in two weeks when it comes to the point, if it comes to that point. But if they're playing Kansas City, in Kansas City, for the AFC Championship, is it going to be a factor? Absolutely. And I don't see that they'd be favored in that game by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even know if they, if they should be favored. I mean... Even if it was a Gillette, I don't know if they would be favored. It, honestly, well, they, they against beat Kansas them City, in Gillette early against this Kansas year. City. But um, we're, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But do you have any other thoughts or 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 takeaways or um, notions? I guess towards from this Jets game. The no from the Jets game specifically. No, Ov- overall, I'm still wondering how much the Gordon effect hampered this team going forward was he a distraction in some of these games or some of these weeks which led them to not be prepared for that for them to come out and play that the way they did in some of these games do you think that had any effect on them i got distracted i'm sorry i I just got a text (laughs) i just got a text um about our 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 yahoo league that that we do the pick them in Uh and uh apparently i was in the lead for the uh for this week and never changed my pick from Tennessee to Indianapolis. Oh, ouch. And I was tied with my cousin David, and he took Indianapolis. So now it's a win. Whoever wins that game so now a lot also more wins on the line week. than who's just going to get the <laughs> Maybe number six seed in the AFC playoffs. <laughs> Maybe we should stop and uh, come back to recording later so we can go watch the game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got distracted because he sent me that text. As you were saying, the Gordon effect – was, that's, that's was pretty that much an all effect on this on the team this season? Now, in retrospect, that you look back and and you see that they had somebody on him twenty four seven, and the and the things you know Brady forcing the ball to him at times could have been. I mean, it, but the Patriot way, the Patriot 
all that junk means that they should be able to overlook it. They should be able to get through it. They should be able to. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. And you know I that think all if, that all sounds good, but they're still human beings. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. And if, and if you've got some turmoil going on on your team, especially with your offensive unit, that's going to cause a problem. I think more. That's I think it might have, have an effect on your team. I think it might have more so affected guys like Dorsett, who became nothing in the offense. Or Chris Hogan, or who Hogan. became nothing in the offense. I think those are the guys that you see that you see it affect. And I think that, I mean, again, it's a bad Jets team. So I don't know. I don't know that I put too much into it. Like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that against the Chargers? Are you going to do that against the Texans? Are you going to do you, that against Baltimore? Are you going to do that against defense? Baltimore, who has the best defense in the league? Like that's that's and Baltimore gets pressure. Baltimore. I want to talk about who you don't want to face later. And, and that's when we can talk about Baltimore. Spoiler. That's my answer. But I just don't – I just – I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know about the Gordon effect. And I think that – I said it last – last one of the last episodes last week that I think that the, the risk was that you lose reps for these guys. And I think that that's – that is what the Gordon effect is. So I don't know. Right. But right. I don't want to say that just because he wasn't here and they had time to game plan without him, that's the reason why – Dorsett got back into the offense today, and Hogan got back into the offense today. Because well, it absolutely is because they were getting the reps that Gordon was getting before. Maybe Cordell Patterson also didn't play today. Right, exactly. So he would take away one of those guys, I would think. I mean, I know he he runs the it ball, would but be Dorsett, he, but he line, but he does line up as a receiver. Right. So I, I, that's that's probably part of it. I don't know. I think that my guess would be that the Jets secondary is just so bad. That Chris Hogan is the the least of their worries, and but he was wide open. Exactly, as bad as they were, he was wide open. That's what I'm saying. Is that they that they just had like a, a during the during the broadcast you heard about how they're they're starting safety and I think they're starting corner just didn't play. The coach just right. said you you guys aren't playing today, so they're on you know backups essentially and that's i'm i'm i don't again i don't know but i'm i'm thinking that's the guy that was covering chris hogan and that's why chris hogan was so open all the time is that he just didn't he had a a, a 4a player covering him okay i don't i mean i don't know but that would be Good my theory. guess that Good would be theory. my guess because he's been he's been absent all season and i don't think it's gordon i think but hogan has he's been, been getting playing. open if you go back and look at some of the films of past games hogan has been getting open and brady is just not looking his way wasn't it after last game he went and sat with the punter yeah he slammed his no he went and sat with the defense oh i thought after it was one the of punter. the t- i think it was the touchdown play to edelman that you claim that edelman oh, was down he was down he went slammed his helmet coming off the field and went and sat with the defense and then afterwards he tried to cover it up by saying that's just a superstitious thing that we do they sit with the defense or slam their helmets or both sit, sit with the defense i don't think i've ever seen that happen no ever no but you know what Going back to uh, what you said about whether they were hiding things or showing things to give other teams something to think about, it made me think about James White. We saw a little bit more of him today in the first half. He had a touchdown catch, catch and run. Uh, how many balls did he catch today? He caught – he had four carries and four catches. For a total of a 69 yards. So yeah, a receiving touchdown too, right? We saw a little bit more of him today. If anything, I've got to believe he is going to play more of a major role in the playoffs. And they were just 
saving him for the playoffs. I think I think that could be. I mean, if if you see him when he's on the field and he's effective, like he was pretty effective today. He was noticeable. At one point, um, we were watching the game as a whole family for the first time this season, I think. And um, Chris had mentioned that you know where's James White, and then it was like two or three plays later. Oh, there he is. And then another player, two plays later, he scored the touchdown. Right. So he was somewhat noticeable. I've heard a couple people say that their theory is that he that they're saving him for the playoffs. Right. Not that he's, you know, getting basically he's been on a pitch count. Yeah. Basically, yeah. And and I don't I don't love that idea. Well, I mean I, I mean they have it, cost you the number one seed. Yeah. By maybe. not playing him more. Maybe. So it, it's always a balancing act. I just, I just don't love the idea. Like it's almost like, it's almost like you're saying, and, and it, it worked out. You have a first round buy, so it worked out. But it's almost like you're saying, nah, we're good enough. We don't really like, we don't really need them. Yeah, you know, I, like I don't it, think that team is. And and I just, I think that I think that there was a point in this season where you did need him, and they didn't, they didn't utilize him correctly over like, the last, like the Pittsburgh game. Yeah, yeah, the last six weeks. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's basically the last couple of weeks on the podcast we've been saying, where's, where's James, James yeah. White? The Miami game, then the Pittsburgh game. So with all of the uh, – that's about as nice as I get when it comes to Brady. Like He looked really good today dispersing the ball. That's about as nice as I get. A few overthrows. No, had, no, yeah, yeah. Had no, Hogan no, no. wide he, open in the end zone, overthrown he he by a mile. He, he didn't have a perfect game, obviously. And, and, and I think the days of him having perfect games are probably gone. He's gonna have underthrows. He's gonna have overthrows. He does get his little jumpy feet and bails out, bailouts. Or he had whatever. a one thirty three point eight passer rating today, which is pretty <sighs> damn good. It means nothing to me. And so, my question is: that he's dispersing the ball really well. Eleven targets to Hogan, six to Edelman, two to Gronkowski. Well, he, one was one was pulled one back. One was wiped out. By one a was pulled back. Two targets. Yep. So three targets. But where's Gronk? Look good running the ball when he did catch it. That one at, play, at, and even even one that of the one other play, ones. even one of the other ones, he looked pretty good. Maybe they're saving him for the passing game too. Maybe it's him and James White that. So now you're saving two of your most dynamic offensive weapons just because you can, like, just because you're the Patriots and you think that you can do it. I, if that's the reasoning, I hate it. I absolutely well, hate it. Time will tell. We'll see how we'll it see will. How it works. It will. But in a game where you're showing that you're throwing to everybody and you're not throwing to your prime target, I guess. Well, Edelman's the prime target. Okay, so you're not throwing to, to, the, to your you're not throwing to the air but, quotes but the day, best tight end in the in in the league. But they've also ever? been lining him up more on the line, using him He's a blocker. In the run blocking and a, a very and still a very good one. He's a blocker. But the days of him lining up Basically in the slot or or towards oh, the outside, such a waste. and and getting that seam route, we have not. I don't think we've seen that seam route. At least, definitely not in the second half of the season. I Maybe think it happened earlier, earlier in the, the season. season. I think game one, he had a really really good game yeah. one, because he you know he came back and is all oh, looking. He's still Gronk, and uh, where do you go? Maybe they've been managing some injuries with him. You know, obviously he's had the back, he's had the knee. Maybe they've been. Take I just, it easy, biding their time, unleash the beast in the playoffs. I just he better make ho- one he better, last run. He better it. hope that's it. Or or I guess uh, Patriots fans better hope that's it. Because in a game where seemingly everybody was open, the guy who was known for getting open still wasn't open. It's just it, – it's it's incredibly frustrating to see a person of that. Well, he also had one play where he was wide open in the end zone. Brady rolled okay. to the opposite yeah. side. 
He was, but again, he's wide open. He's wide open. He's forty yards on the other side of the field. What good is that? How wide is the how wide is the football field? Uh, fifty-two yards. Okay, so Brady was rolled out to the right, and Gronk goes on a on a on a route. No, he was somewhere around the on a post. drag route to the left. Brady's Brady could barely make a throw, <laughs> standing still to his left. Never mind running to his right on the on throwing the left. So Gronk standing there, putting his arms up, and them highlighting it was 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 dumb. Brady's never going to make that throw. Okay. Right. Okay. Am I wrong? All right. No. You're what not, have you always said? You're not wrong. What have I? What have you always said? Where's Brady's? What is Brady's worst throw? To his left. I, the short throws. To his left. The short throws. Oh, so you think that this 41-year-old giraffe all of a sudden can now, who can't throw the ball to his left, directly to his left, can now run the ball to his right, throw across his body, across the field 40 yards? Was he open? Yes, he was okay. open. <laughs> that was the point I was making. But it, but it, I, anybody can get open when you're running away from the play. That's like that's like the the gunners that run on the opposite side of where the kick was. Well, he didn't get blocked the whole way down the field. Cool. Uh, good point. Good point. All right. But it, it he, okay. All right. I'm dead. You where's, got me. <laughs> where, so where's Gronk? Where is he? What's up with Gronk? That's that's the that that's another one that's dead. I think we've beaten that enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. What you think? Uh, you talked about the defense. What what is, what is your overall outlook on the defense heading into the postseason? They're still giving up some big runs. Still some bad tackling. Still some bad angles. They seem to have cleaned up a lot of it, but you still see signs of it from time to time. It it really fries me when running backs are able to turn the corner on this defense. And I think as you face better teams with better running backs, faster running backs, that's going to hurt you. I think it's also a product of the teams they're playing. That's, I mean, the, the oh, but the defense has been good. They were good against Pittsburgh. They're very they've good been, against Pittsburgh. They've been numbers score wise. They've been good. I feel like their run defense is 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 bad, is bad. But when you look at the teams in the AFC, at least there's not many good running teams there. Well, nobody runs the ball anymore. Some teams do. One team does in the AFC, and but I'm talking about having a good running back. Well, who, in the, who in the AFC runs? Tennessee? Baltimore. Baltimore, right. Baltimore. Tennessee can run the ball. Yeah, but Tennessee doesn't have that fast running back. I, you have an obsession with Derrick Henry. I don't that, have an obsession with him. I just I like him as a player. I don't. I mean, hopefully he's having a great game tonight, and you know I, I can win the the week this week. But he uh, he's not a he's not a, a quick runner, so. I just I don't I don't know if that's going to be a huge I mean now that Kareem Hunt's not playing anymore, you have Melvin Gordon who's but might they're not play but anymore. they're getting they're getting gashed by less than elite running backs. It doesn't take a, a Le'Veon Bell when you when you've got a third string fullback. That's true. That that's can fair. run all over you. That's fair. So I guess everybody's fair game. Even even the Texans who really don't even have a running back. But either way, um, anything else from the, from the game itself, or do you want to just talk about the 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 outlook here on the the playoff picture. Let's go to the playoffs because it's it's an interesting, interesting puzzle. Well, go ahead. What are you? Uh, what are you? What are you? What are you thinking as it comes to? Uh, let's stick to just the AFC for now. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Well, right now everything except the six seed is set in the AFC, and the Patriots would not be able to play the. Six they would never seed. play the six seed, so it doesn't right. matter. So, so that doesn't matter from a Patriots perspective, right? So, what you're looking at right now, the most likely scenario is you would face Houston in the first round, if if the seeds play out. Now that's 
granted, that's a 12 and four Charger team as a number five seed that's going to have to play Houston. No, I'm sorry. No, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yep. So that that'll be a tough game. They just played Baltimore in Los Angeles last week or Two the week ago. before, and Baltimore won Baltimore that game. Won. Yep. So that'll be an interesting rematch. That'll be in Baltimore, even though. The Chargers have the better record, where Baltimore's the division winner. They get the home game. I think the Chargers are turning out to be a fraud. Yeah, they've definitely taken a step back. And you, have, you have a lot of teams right that have played really well at points in the season, but right now the team that's playing the best is Baltimore. I would argue if no, I can't say for sure because I don't know who's the, who's in the six seed. But if it's Indianapolis, I know the Patriots can't play them until it would be the AFC Championship game. Right, and then you'd get them at home. And I think they're also playing very well. I think that's a they're, they're very a, tough matchup. Six out of their last seven. That's a very, 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 very and if, tough. And if matchup. they win tonight, it'll be seven and out of their last eight. The the. The thing about playing a team like Baltimore or a team like Indianapolis that scares the hell out of me is those teams have played meaningful games for the last four weeks, minimum. Yep. It may even extend longer as it comes to Indianapolis, where you have played, as a Patriots team, you have not played a meaningful game now in three weeks. But the Patriots are a veteran team. They, that, know, they know what it takes to win in the playoffs. I don't put as much stock in that. I would rather see them get rest, get healthy especially with an aging Brady, an aging Gronk, an aging Edelman. Get yourself health, healthy and ready to go. That's fair, but I've said time and time again, I think you've said time and time again, that this team, this Patriots team isn't a normal Patriots team. It's not, and I but, just think, but the players are still the same. They know what it takes to win in the playoffs. Whether they still have the physical talent or skills to do that is questionable, but I don't think you need to play big games leading up to a playoff game to be ready for it. No, but there's something to be said about teams, especially Indianapolis, that's basically, if it's Indianapolis. Now, if it's Tennessee, I don't think, I, and I don't think Tennessee's actually going to win, but it, if it's Tennessee, that's different because I don't think that team is, is, in, is any good. I think they just... Well, it depends on if Mariota's playing or not. If he can come, if they, right, if they win but, but somehow even, tonight, can he come back for the playoffs? Even then, a 75% Mariota probably isn't isn't even that good but Indianapolis where they've there's something to be said for teams like Indianapolis and Baltimore where every week they have to they have to show up they but, have to be prepared but they that have can take to be a toll to on go. you too of course it can but I think that the, those are scary teams and 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 you know Indianapolis they they might be uh they might not have a ton of veterans or or playoff guys but Baltimore does Baltimore does. I mean, they've they've got a rookie quarterback, so obviously he doesn't have any experience. But that defense is legit. It is, and they is. have a ton of veterans on that team. But aren't you looking forward to see what Belichick will scheme up against Jackson? Not really. I am. I, I'm really curious. Not really, to see what he'll come up with. You know, the how old did he do against Mahomes? He beat him. Oh, in the yeah. in the first half, he had Mahomes confused. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, they figured it out for the second half and made a run, but by then it was too late. He beat him. He he, Mahomes. He beat Mahomes, but that was solely because Kansas City's defense is awful. Now Baltimore's defense is not awful at all. They're actually the best defense in the league. But Baltimore and, doesn't have a lot of other weapons. What I think the Patriots would do against them is just stuff the run put eight guys in the box, take that run away, 
force Jackson to throw the ball against you. Supposedly he can throw, too. He he can make he supposedly made, made some really nice throws in the game today. Supposedly that we I, saw. I haven't watched enough of him to say he can throw the ball, but, but supposedly he can throw the ball. But the Patriots are known for taking away what you do best, make make you make them beat you with their secondary stuff. The problem with the problem with Baltimore is that their quarterback is extremely athletic. He's extremely fast. Their running backs are good, and when they run that option play. Which is why you stop. It's the run. extremely hard to contain two players, and you see it. You see, with this defense, it's been extremely hard to contain one player. They're trying, like they when they stop the run, or when they try to stop the run, they're they they could they couldn't even do it. Their run defense has been awful. So now you have to worry about two players on but any I, given play but that they, can run in basically any direction. That it's going to be a problem. Baltimore is going to be a problem for presents, this team. It presents problems. I'm I'm not doubting that at all. But I'm curious to see and how they would defense him. Baltimore's coach is not afraid of you. No, that team is not afraid to They're come into. They're not Fargo. afraid of you. No, and that not at all. And even if Belichick comes up with this awesome scheme that nobody's been able to come up on Lamar Lamar Jackson for the last eight weeks, guess who can come into that game? Joe Flacco. And guess what he's done? Beat you. Here, eight years ago. So what? Still happen? He's beat you here. That team is not afraid of you. And combine their talent with the fact that I mean, you look at some of these other teams. I think you have you have the mental edge over Kansas City. Mm-hmm. The Chargers. I don't think you have to worry about because Melvin Gordon got hurt again today in a meaningless game in the fourth quarter when he has a bad ACL. And can MCL. you see the Chargers coming into Foxborough and playing when it's twenty degrees? No. So we'll cross them off. Indiana- How about Houston? How about Houston? <laughs> Now they they took Kerry Houston in the opening game when yeah they're a different team though Deshaun Watson wasn't wasn't Deshaun near the Watson. playoffs that he is now he yeah, was, that's he was a, coming a off team. his ACL first game it took him four or five games and that defense wasn't the it. defense that it is now either right like that that's another that's another real I mean that's but that's another that's team, their probable opponent that's right? another team that's coming to Foxborough thinking they were all that in a bag of chips and just got it and spanked time after time Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's their He's coach. He's their coach now. I don't know if he was. Do you remember a few years ago they were ten and zero or something like that, and they came into Foxborough for a Monday night game. I they think got it was off Bill the O'Brien. bus. They were all wearing varsity jackets. Yeah, and the Patriots just spanked them up and down the field for four quarters. Yeah, I think that was Bill O'Brien. So Houston has. They've got to get past that. Patriots having their number. Fair. I think. I think Houston's a better team. Yeah, I agree. I think they're a better team, but you probably have the mental edge and being at home will will and and I again don't know, though can they come in and play in a twenty degree night in Foxborough? Being a warm weather team, playing a dome, yeah. Can they go outside? Can that if the wind's whipping? Can that translate? They don't. Have We've a seen run. it time and time again. They don't really have a run game. No. So, I mean, their quarterback Deshaun Watson's mobile. He's Lamar Jackson. Probably a little bit better, so he's mobile, more experienced, but, definitely, and a better, better passer too, which is what the quarterback sh- does. You know, he, he throws the ball, but that—that's some hard hitting insight there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just working on being the next color gu- color guy for CBS. You, oh, you're overqualified <laughs> for that. No, um, but I think if I were the Patriots, I would not want to play the Baltimore Ravens first and foremost, and then I think it would be the Texans. Because while the, I think the Texans – I think the Texans are probably the second-best team in the AFC. T- 
talent-wise. You have Kansas City, Houston, fully healthy San Diego, and you are right there. I think if, if you, you ha- ask me, it's Los Angeles, but I think if you had whatever. to go there, <laughs> they'll always be San Diego. If you if you had to go there, even then, I don't know if I'd be that worried about yeah, them. Something about about Philip Rivers and that whole yeah, yeah twenty five thousand seat soccer stadium. Yeah. yeah. So I think Houston and Baltimore are your two, the two teams you've got to worry about. But I think Houston, like you said, they the mental edge is is in New England's favor, and I don't feel like it's that way for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You might, you might. Get ba- I don't want to say bailed out, but the the probable matchup if you, if everybody wins the high seed wins you're playing Houston, right? And now you're prime. You should beat them, I think, at home. And now you're right back there in the AFC Championship game. If Baltimore and if Baltimore it does, can either beat, way, either way, you're still if right Baltimore there. Baltimore can go into Kansas City and beat them. Now you're in the AFC Championship at game home. At home. See, I don't feel great about. I don't feel great about Baltimore going into Kansas City and beating them. I, I think Kansas City's offense is too dynamic for for any team. If there is a defense out there that can beat them it's right Baltimore. now, it's Baltimore. Yeah, but that team is so good. That Kansas City team is so so they can good. Light it up. They and, can light it up. And I just I I don't think you can get into another another you know high flying show like you did with them in in your for in the matchup earlier this season and i but again i would mahomes, worry kansas city but mahomes has not played a playoff game no 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 I he's know. unproven but, in the but playoffs. at that but by the time you meet them he would have had played a game at home not with if the he's crowd behind him baltimore in the divisional round that'll be his first playoff no no game. I, I know i'm saying by the time you get there yes the, by the time the patriots well, get no there, but that's that's why i'm saying he would have baltimore can go in and beat kansas city yeah, and you're going to host the AFC Championship game if you can take care of business. In Didn't the they just play round. two? Who? I feel like they just played Who? Baltimore and Kansas City. I feel like they just played. James, Google it. But uh, <laughs> but no, but uh, yeah, I would I would be worried about Baltimore because they're not afraid of you and they're good. While the Texans are good, I think they're a little bit afraid of you. And I think Bill O'Brien gets kept up at night by by getting haunted by Bill Belichick. Baltimore played Kansas City week 14. Kansas, Kansas City won. in overtime 27-24. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I thought they had just played. In Baltimore? In Baltimore. Yeah, I thought so. So, again, not a playoff game. It's not the, not the same, but kind of is, I guess, because you're on the road. I don't know. Mahomes, Mahomes is impressive. I, I, think he's, oh, I think he's the real deal. I think he's, he's going to be a nightmare for the AFC for years to come. You know who he reminds me of a lot? John Elway. He has that athleticism. There is no throw that he can't make. Wasn't He's Elway got the more big of a big arm? Wasn't Elway more of like a huskier dude though? Didn't he? he w- couldn't he, he take was, the ball down and was. run a little more? He was not as fast or or, or agile. I'm sure. But, but I'm just talking about the athleticism, the ability to throw across his body. Any throw. That throw that we were talking about that Brady couldn't have made to. He'd Gronk. make it with his left hand. Yeah. Like no problem. Right. No problem whatsoever. So I. We're obviously going to talk a lot about the, a lot about the playoffs if the Patriots continue. So I don't want to you know really beat a dead horse. So my thing was, who are you the most afraid of? And I say Baltimore. I agree with you. And I, and, and after that, who after, knows? After, well. Who knows? I got to go with Kansas City after that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going that far. I'm talking about out of, 
out of that group. Out of the the wild card right. teams. Oh, the wild card team. Well, the first first round. The teams. wild card round teams. Yeah. Yeah. Who scares you the most? Who do you not want to see come in here? Baltimore. And it's Baltimore. Baltimore. I think. And then maybe Houston. Then I'd go with Houston. Maybe. That's not even a hard a hard sell for me. But it, w- uh, it was good to see Pittsburgh get knocked out though. I would have been afraid of Pittsburgh. Granted too. they don't have they haven't played well the last the second half of the season. They lost six out of Yeah, they also seven? they also lost they didn't have they didn't have it. Pittsburgh didn't have Antonio Brown today. Right. They still won, so it doesn't really matter. But how are you the best one of the best wide receivers in the league in week 17 that your team needs to win? What what was his injury? I don't even know. I don't even know. And quite honestly, I don't even care. Unless he's in the concussion protocol, he has to suit up. <laughs> he has to at least be in uniform. He was in like a mink coat. He didn't even he didn't even suit up. Even if he's just a decoy. Yeah, exactly. He be out there. Exactly. And they they went through some health issues. Not little, not that other teams have syndrome there. I don't think so. I, no. I think I, I mean I might be able to look it up, but I just I, I try not to not to get you know crazy about that one. But you need that they won, so it doesn't really matter. But you need that game, right? And you don't suit up. And they didn't have their 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 new found all star running back for the last few weeks. Like they they played, played through. Today. He did play today. He played today. But oh, but you know why? Because they needed to win, and he knew that. And he said, "There is no way I'm missing this game." But you were playing Cincinnati. But then again, that came down to a last second, field last goal. minute field goal. No, yeah, no, yeah, it's by some guy they just brought off the street Friday. Yeah, right. What a what a dumpster fire that team is, huh? <laughs> but yet they were still right there. Yeah, they were still right there. And it was a tie against Cleveland in game in the first week of the season. Yep. that ultimately cost them getting yep. to the playoffs. Which I mean, it just kind of shows you the the how much of a dumpster fire that team has been all season. And it also shows you that every week matters. Yeah. You Which, can't take a week off in the NFL. One play in Miami cost the Patriots the number one seed. Yep. Uh, yes, I would put it. it on, did. I, I mean, it did, but I would put it more so on that entire team effort in Detroit. Would be really oh, sure. the thing that that I would be pissed at if I was a if I was a coach for that team. The whole the whole team effort there in Detroit. But when, when you look at a single play that if you make it, you win the game, and the oh, it's Miami. And the odds against the yeah. other team making that play, right? It comes down to that one play in Miami. made the total difference. Now, you still, as bad as the Patriots have been this year, they still won 11-5. and five. They still get a first-round Yeah, bye. but isn't it sickening? Like, it, it just feels like we've done nothing but dump on the Patriots yeah. all season. And you would think that they're like, you would think that they're like, I don't know, the 3-13 and 13 Arizona Cardinals. Well, I think, nope. it was, I think it was you that said they're playing against themselves, they basically. Are. They are. They've, they've set the bar so high. That. Anything less than twelve and four is yeah. almost unacceptable. Well, yeah, and twelve and four well, this year, and two. twelve and four this year would have gotten you a first round, a first buy. round buy. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, now eleven and five, a first round buy still is not is not bad. But it, it, it's funny how it's just like you would think that they were the Steelers today, needing another team. Everyone sitting in the stadium waiting for for the for a game to end. That was pretty and cool. It was cool. That was cool. But Even like with the you players, would, you would think that field. you would think that like that was the atmosphere here. That the, that's what right. happened here. That they you know they just had their hearts ripped out because they they didn't make the playoffs. But no, they, it's just they're they're mad because they had to they had to play a game week seventeen to get a first round yeah. buy, like. That, like and it took until week sixteen to clinch the division. Right. Uh, yeah. When's the last time that happened? Never. I would assume. I don't know. 
been years. They've been they've it's been winning. Been they've been winning for so long. I don't even remember when well, it started. They've won ten straight AFC East. Now, granted, the AFC East has been bad, but you still have to play your schedule. And if anything, they've gotten a couple of losses in the division on in a lot of those years. So it's not like they keep they keep going six and zero against their division. And the one year that they didn't win it was the year Brady got hurt. Yeah, they finished eleven and five and didn't make the playoffs and was tied with Miami yeah. for the division lead, but lost the tiebreaker and didn't make the playoffs. But still, right? They've won ten years and they and the year they didn't win, they were still tied for the lead. Incredible! I think I heard today nine straight first round buys. Yeah, that's that's insane. But it, it, it all gets back to the point that we're that we're talking with. You know the the bar that they've set for themselves and how eleven and five like doesn't feel like a good season. Meanwhile, Cleveland's sitting there at seven and nine, and they're basically they're oh, basically they're having they're gonna have the, a great the, Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're basically partying all night. And tonight. you know what? They've earned it. They've <laughs> no, they have. It. No, they back. definitely have. They won more games this year than they've won the last four, yeah. five. Their their interim coach won more games in the since he took over than the previous coach won in like four in years the, combined. Yeah. That's Which is awful. Doesn't say much for the previous. Coach. I don't know if it's the coach's fault though, but but it, it it doesn't help. Well, when somebody else takes over a team that you had, but he built he he helped build. Oh, he up laid the, the foundation. Team. Yeah, he helped yeah. build up the team, and then I think he, Baker it, Mayfield had more to do with it than anybody. Sure, else. but you know he had to coach the team into into last place in order to get the the first round pick, the first so he overall gets some pick. Credit. So he gets the credit. Okay. Yep. We look for the positives here. That's what we do. Do we're, we? We're we're a no negative. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a no negative nonsense guy. Not guy. buying it. Anyway, there's another team that plays in that plays in this area that are that they're playing a pretty a pretty cool game uh, on New Year's Day. Have you ever heard of it? It's called the Winter Classic. I know a little bit about. Hockey. You ever heard I'm, it? I'm not that stupid. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, the the Bruins are playing the Blackhawks New Year's Day. Now, if you're listening to this beforehand at great. Notre Dame at if Notre not, Dame Stadium at Notre Dame, which is cool. Yeah, which is cool. As a not huge hockey fan, what is your overall outlook on the the whole Winter Classic spectacle? I think it's an interesting event. It, it gets my attention. I'll turn it on. I'll watch some of the first period. Jets fired Ted Bull. Uh, well, that didn't take Todd long. Bowles. So that's that's two coaches fired today. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay let go of uh, of their coach, yeah. whose name well, is escaping he's, me right he's now. He's got a weird name. Yeah, I didn't, and I don't even I know, didn't if, know what it was. I don't even know if I feel him. comfortable saying it. Mainly because I don't know how to say it, but I remember looking at it and I was like, that's an odd name. Yeah. Either way, Bruins. Um, that's what we're talking about now. Right. Um, yeah. The, the it, spectacle that is it, the Winter Classic. It is classic. a good spectacle. The teams usually wear cool throwback-ish type uniforms. You know, the whole atmosphere. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good thing for the NHL. You know, I, the NBA has the Christmas Day games that they just dominate on, on that holiday. So, you know, the Bruins, I mean, uh, the NHL, they, they try to steal a little bit from college football on New Year's Day and have their thing. They usually play the game early before the big bulls really get going later in the day. So, yeah, it's it's a good event. I like it. Now, they play other outdoor games That's, during the course of the year. I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, if, I'm if you're over just going to do classic. it on New Year's Day, make it something really special. Exactly. It, it'd be good to get other teams into it, too. It seems to me they just do... The cold weather northern teams. in the United States. Well, has there has there been a game? There in hasn't Montreal been one again? in. There Is hasn't it been too cold up there for an outdoor game. Nope, it hasn't. Canadian teams weren't even allowed to play in the Winter Classic game prior Toronto to. Prior well, no, Montreal to, played against the Bruins in Gillette. Correct. Pri- yes. Prior to that season, 
I don't remember yeah. if there was a uh, the half season lockout or there was something. I don't remember exactly what it was. But prior to that season, Canadian teams were not allowed to play in the Winter Classic because they have their own mm-hmm. that only Canadian teams are allowed to play. It's called the Heritage Classic. So they'll play. That's that's been going on for for years. On New Year's Day, it's not on New Year's Day, but it's an outdoor Canadian versus Canadian. You know, okay. Toronto plays Ottawa. Vancouver plays Calgary or what like you know some of the provinces that are near each other and they didn't so like rivalry games sort of which is kind of what the NHL which is kind of what they were trying to do with the Winter Classic but yep. that's why you didn't see Canadian teams play in the Winter Classic was because of that. Now they reached some some agreement. They still have the Heritage Classic, but Toronto played in one, uh, Montreal played in one now in the in the Winter Classic. So now they're allowed to do it. I don't think I don't know if they're allowed to play it in Canada, though. I don't know about that. So that kind of limits the teams. If you could spread it around yes. different areas. Yes and no, because so I I like the Winter Classic. Like I think it's a, it was a cool thing. It started in 2008 and it was a cool thing. You know, it, the very first one, it snowed during the game. Sidney Crosby yeah. scored. It went to a shootout. It was like this awesome. Right. That's like it was a, perfect. That's a cool spectacle. It was so, it was perfect. They continued it. The Bruins played in it. It was Awesome. It was at Fenway. Then they put it at Gillette. Now they're playing in it again. And it's like, let's get some new teams in this thing. Right. Detroit's played in like three or four of them. But again, you're limited. Chicago's if you're just played. Doing, Pittsburgh's played in a bunch of them. If you're weather teams in the United States, you're limited to 8, 9, 10, so something a, like that. A little bit. A couple of years into it, then they started doing this thing. It's called the Stadium Series. And they started right. playing games in baseball stadiums. Yeah, and or, in warm weather too. They play and a game in warm in weather. So if you can do that for that, why aren't they branching out this Winter Classic? That's that's my long winded way of agreeing with you. Is that well? Do you do you think they could on New Year's Day sell out Dodger Stadium for a game? Do you think that that would be a bad look for the league? Yeah, you've got to do it, it where would. you have a rabid fan base. It would, but LA's got a good like LA's got a good fan base. But he, the Kings. is it enough to sell out a bigger stadium? Okay, okay, you maybe, put them in the Coliseum. You could sell it somewhere in Nashville. You could go to Tennessee yeah. and do it. You could yeah. you could definitely do it in, in in whatever Lucas Oil Stadium or whatever it is. But then that's still an indoor stadium. You or definitely that got a retractable roof. I don't know. Either way, but you yeah. could you but could. It's got to be an outdoor stadium for it to be. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know. Which I guess I got. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the stadiums, I guess, are are domes as you get further south, right? Yeah, a lot of them are. Yeah, a lot of them. So, and you can't really do. I mean. I mean, you, you, no, no, you don't even have to play a football stadium. You're not going to do it in Las Vegas. Why wouldn't you do one in, in Minnesota at, at the new Target Field or, or the old sta- or the old yeah. one on the no, on the way it went out and stuff like that? Like it. it just I, like it just feels like it's the same teams over and over and over. And like the game itself is is cool. Now I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that they had a good seat at either one of the Winter Classics well, that they went I, to. I've got to imagine at Fenway the seats are just horrible for a hockey game. They're horrible for anything. They're horrible oh, for they're a baseball not, game. They're not great for baseball. They've got to be really hard. They're horrible for I a mean, baseball the, game. The seats down close to the field, can you even see over the boards? No, that was that was a big complaint is that if you were sitting down near the field, you, you could only see the players' heads. Yeah. That's all you could see. The, the only good that's, seat. That's just something you go to just to say you, you went, went to it. Right, exactly. And I just, I think that it's it's a cool thing that they do, but then it's like all the extra stuff is just too much. And like where they're putting it. Now, in Notre Dame, kind of cool. In Notre Dame Stadium, like that's yeah, and they played one in uh, the that's big house cool. in Michigan, also kind of cool. Yep, I think that was last year actually. Might have been maybe the year before. That stuff's kind of cool, 
But then they have like the weird things with like the kids playing like the little mini three on three and yeah. Mike Milbury skating in there with them and Jeremy Roenick spilling his beer all over the kids and it's like it's too much. Like they they've just now they've tried to make it this big thing and then they introduced the stadium series and now the outdoor game isn't that big of a deal anymore. And every year they put up a rink at, a rink at Fenway now and high school teams go and play. Yeah. Like the thought of an outdoor rink now isn't that big of a deal because you get a little taste, you see the success that the Winter Classic has where it's a spectacle. That's that's what it is. It, it's a right. spectacle. Right. And then you start to dilute it by doing a stadium series and you have four or five games outdoors in different areas of the country. Now, that's no longer the only outdoor game of the season. Well, I think the fact that it's New Year's Day too. You've got you've got an audience yeah, sure, that's sitting cool. at home, probably hungover from the night before. You know, that's that's not a Yeah, no no no. I, I understand. I understand, but I think it would just have so much more of a It would be more of an event if it was the only one. Right, right. right. A- aside from the Heritage Classic that they do up in right. Canada. Like that's that's obviously they can do their thing. They you know whatever. They they created it. That's fine. But it's all this other stuff. Like it's just it's just too much. Do you have any thoughts on the actual game? <laughs> Before we just blow over the the fact that the Bruins are actually playing in it. Well, they made a they made a big deal about Tukaras helmet with the uh, with the leprechaun painted on it, wearing the Bruins stuff. So I'm gonna go with the maybe he's the starting goalie. He started. You know, I, I he started the game last night. Yeah, I, I don't played well. So the the whole mask thing is just something that he does. Like when they played at Fenway, well, they all do it. When yeah, right, right, yeah. Anything that yeah. they can do to to have it look cool or yeah. whatever like that that's fine but he and did it does look cool he did a really cool one with when they played um when they played at fenway that had to do with like yep, his helmet did. was all fenway themed yep, i think it yep. was yankee themed or whatever and he, he probably did one for gillette too i can't remember what it was so that's just like that's just like what they do i don't think that them focusing in on the fact that he has a new helmet for it means that he'll be the starter I think the fact that he's your seven million dollar goaltender means he's going to be D- your starter. Does it? Does it really mean that much, though? Yeah, I think to to put your seven million dollar starter in a game like that. Well, I think yes, I, I do. Because I think, it's a spectacle. I think it's. I think it'll it's send not just a any message. Any other game on the schedule. Right. I think it'll send a message to your team that he's your number one goalie, and I think that if that's what they want to go with, then he has to be the starter for that game because it's a huge spectacle. It's the only game that day. So everybody, everybody's tuning in, and it's on national TV. And as I'm saying, and I can already hear him getting the bubbly guts, and <laughs> and he's probably not going to play. He's probably going to be sick. But but the fact that it's on national TV is another reason I'll watch it because, as you know, I'm Doc, a big fan of Doc Emmerich. So let me ask you, what are your thoughts on the game? Chicago sucks. Which is which is which is kind of a downer because they're normally a good franchise. So why are they tapped to play in this game? Is it set? Except except prior to and and they played in the they played in the Stanley Cup in 2013 against each other so they're trying to get different looks you can't just do you know Bruins Canadians every single year because it'll get old so they do different trying to get different looks and in, in different teams in or, or whatever but um, they should be good they 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 had a great coach they have a great four or five players but for some reason I think time is just passing them by and they're not that good. Bruins are getting healthy finally, so hopefully, hopefully the Bruins, you know, hopefully it's a good showing for the Bruins and they come out flying and it'll be it'll be a cool experience for all the young kids that haven't had a chance to play yet in an in an outdoor game, the Donatos and the Heinens and the 
DeBrusque's McAvoy, who's hurt, so never mind, not McAvoy. But it'll be a cool experience for them, and I think it, I think it is a cool experience for the team. The only the other thing that that aggravates me is in seasons past or in years past they've done Road to the Winter Classic, and I think originally it was on cable TV. I don't remember which channel or anything like that, but I think it was on Showtime. It was it got moved to HBO. It was mm-hmm. on something else. Okay, maybe Showtime. Yeah, but either I think way, it was on Showtime. It, it started out as like like a hard knocks kind of show, but on it wasn't on paid TV. It was oh. on like a Spike TV. Not it yeah, wasn't yeah, on yeah. Spike TV, but something like Spike TV. It might have okay. even been on NBCSN um, or NBC Sportsnet, whatever it is. And then it got transitioned to Showtime. Still cool. Made it a little more cool because they didn't have to. You know, hockey players have dirty mouths, and they didn't have to blank out any of the swears or anything like that. So it made it kind of cool. It was either I think it was HBO, but it could have e- either way. Either one, either one, either they, way. They both had similar series. Do you know what it's on now? No idea. Do you know if it exists anymore? I do not. Do you see the problem? Well, I'm, the problem? I'm also not your target audience. But you knew what it was. Actually, I did. I remember when Pittsburgh was in it a couple years ago. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, I believe. I did actually watch it. I don't know if it was Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Yeah, Pittsburgh. It was a few years ago, but I but I did watch it. No, I did. And now that you mention it, I I don't remember seeing it for the past few years. Right. Now you see the problem. Is it on the NHL Network? Nope. That'd be too easy. So where did it land? Instagram and Facebook TV. Wow. So you really got to try to find this thing. I can't you're find not, it. You're not going to find it flipping through the channels I've been one tr- night. I've been trying to find it, and I cannot find it. I haven't looked on Facebook because the whole Facebook TV thing with Tom versus Time has scarred me from Facebook TV. But <laughs> but it's supposedly it's on Instagram TV and Facebook TV, and it's just that was like I've such a – I've never even heard of Instagram that's TV. That's such a cool thing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it existed either until I saw like a, a, an Instagram post saying that – watch Instagram TV. Don't even know where it is. Don't know how to find it. Tweet me at mtravers89. No clue how to find it, but that was such a cool thing that they had leading up to it for like six weeks leading up to it. You would get these up. You would get these episodes, and I I believe the final one would get played tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow, the day before, they'll get played tomorrow, and then they would do one more after, like a recap of the game and what the guys thought after. It was a, such a cool thing. And now it's impossible to find. I love those behind the scenes thing. The hard knocks. Yeah, they the did Bruins one for do baseball one. a few years ago with the Giants. The Bruins the do one. It's called behind the, the Bruins behind the behind the B. It's been going yep. on forever. Yep. I, this I one love was, those behind the scenes. This one is even more because it's you know there's the storylines of the two teams and you know, the yeah. players and hopefully I can find it and watch it on Instagram TV on my phone instead of being able to sit there and watch it on my TV. Like that's thanks NHL screwed that one up. <laughs> Either way, any? Do you have any other thoughts on the uh, on the Winter Classic? On the Winter Classic, no. Or in general? In general, no. I'm good. You're good. I am good. You don't have any college football thoughts? College football thoughts. Shout out to our writers who churned out preview articles: uh, Matt DeRosha, Mark Robitaille, uh, Ryan Bessie, and our special guest writer uh, James, who uh, Collard, James Collard, Collard, who. Uh, didn't predict Notre Dame, but I've got to believe he was horribly disappointed when they didn't win. Um, and we talked a little bit about this off air. Um, don't think Notre Dame belonged in this playoff at all, and I think they were quickly exposed. Uh, Alabama also really took it to uh, Oklahoma, but I'll give them credit. They fought back. They kind of made a game of it. At least they made it a little bit interesting. 
But uh, no, the uh, game certainly didn't live up to any of the hype. The Oklahoma game, I thought, did-ish. That's the game I was really well, looking was forward to. 28-3 to or something yeah. before Oklahoma really started Yeah, playing. but te- teams can come back from that. They, oh, especially in college football. You didn't, no, no. You, the, you didn't know the Patriots did that? I think I think they made a team out of that. Twenty eight to three. I think yeah. I've heard that a few times. Teams can definitely come back from that. No, they can. Oh, it, oh, it can happen. No, I, I. But the the Oklahoma game and the Alabama game was really the one I was looking forward to. Those two quarterbacks. Yeah, and that game was really over middle of the second quarter. Yeah, maybe. Sooner. But but then it kept going back and forth, and like it was yeah. it, you couldn't but, shut it but off. But Alabama just had that lead built up so much. And that. then all of a sudden it's eleven thirty, and you're still sitting there watching the game, yeah. and you're like, oh, I gotta go to bed. But, well, it was an exciting game. Uh, it was you know if you like offense, it was entertaining. Yeah. Right, well, not like the snooze fest the Patriots right. had today, but uh, oh yeah, no, um, it was definitely cool to do that. The little preview articles, if you hadn't checked them out, and I know the games are over, but you can still still check those out if you head over to uh, www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. We have those articles there, as well as a bunch of other articles. You can get to our Twitter, our Instagram, our Twitch, our YouTube. Uh, but plenty of ways to get in touch with us. Um, anything else? No, I'm good. Happy Co- New Year, everyone. Covered it all. We did. I hope uh, hope everyone has a safe and a good New Year. And uh, I'll actually be at a wedding New Year's Eve. And I'll be here puppy sitting <laughs> your dog. <laughs> Taking notes on the bowl games. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. This has been the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. Music provided by Jay Kelly. To hear more from Jay, visit jkellymusic.com. That's the letter J-K-E-L-L-E-Y music.com.